All right. Welcome back, everybody, to Altcoin Daily, where you subscribe for daily videos on everything going on in the space today involving Bitcoin, involving Ethereum, involving altcoins, cryptocurrency, the whole market. We'll talk about it. Keep this in mind for this video. Where Bitcoin is at today, where Bitcoin has been at for the last few days, couple weeks, few weeks, we have spent more time at 17, 18, 19,000 dollars than we did when we were at these exact same prices years ago. Well, what's different? That's what I want to talk about in today's video. This is not today, not tomorrow, but this time period is literally your last chance to accumulate Bitcoin at these prices because as we know, as bull markets mature, you get less and less time and all surprises break towards the upside. Now, I am not saying that we cannot dip from where we are right where we are right now today. We of course, we can always dip. That's always on the table. But I'm a buyer. Now, before we get to major things happening with Bitcoin, before we get to major stories happening with Ethereum, let's find out who are the buyers this time around? Why this might be your last chance, Tyler Winkleboss. Ty, uh, we saw boom and bust back in 2017. What makes Bitcoin and digital assets different this time around? Well, the type of investors in this bull run are very different. Uh, they're super sophisticated institutional investors like legendary Paul Tudor Jones. Stan Druckenmiller, they believe in the gold thesis for Bitcoin, but also you have publicly traded companies like Square and MicroStrategy putting their treasury uh, cash into Bitcoin because they're worried about the oncoming inflation and the scourge of inflation with all the money printing and the stimulus from the COVID pandemic lockdown. So this isn't a retail driven crowd uh, time around. This is the most sophisticated investors, the smartest people in the room buying into Bitcoin quietly. Um, so it's not a FOMO thing. So it's very different than 2017. These, these casts of characters, these companies, these investors uh, were not in Bitcoin back then. What Tyler Winklevoss just said is 100% exactly right. The buyers that we're seeing today, totally different from the buyers we saw at these price levels three, four years ago. And the demand that's on the market from publicly traded companies alone vastly outstrips the new supply being created. So I want to get to Ethereum. I want to get to altcoin news. But let's start right here because we need to actually verify what the Winklevi, what they're saying. We need to verify that this is true. And we can only look at publicly traded companies or public disclosures. But still, MicroStrategy's Bitcoin-driven offering has been boosted 100 million more. MicroStrategy announced Friday it raised 650 million up from the 550 million in a convertible senior note sale. Why did they do this? Well, it's designed to allow business intelligence companies like themselves to buy more Bitcoin. I mean, this guy is truly going to be a fool or a legend. I like to think we're all going to be legends. But regarding publicly traded companies in general, this is the latest. 15 publicly traded companies now hold the total of 70,000 Bitcoin worth 1.2 billion on their balance sheets. 
These are truly trendsetters in the industry. And let's just pick out one of those publicly traded companies, just one, Grayscale. Seems like almost every day we are reporting to you that Grayscale is buying crypto. And we need to talk about this stuff because this is actual demand on the market. Let's talk about it. Grayscale adds another 7,600 Bitcoins just yesterday, just Friday, which equals 8.46 times that which was mined on Friday. On a weekly time frame, so Monday through Friday, GBTC have added 14,000 Bitcoin, which is three times that which has been mined. So let's really drill in on this before we get to Ethereum. Grayscale is buying over 100% of the mine supply. MicroStrategy is buying. Square users are buying. Hedge funds are buying. PayPal users are buying. And yet Bitcoin still has not broken $20,000. Why is that? Well, we have a few possibilities. We'll just list them. Possibly, we have end-of-the-year profit-taking, in which case we could see frantic rebuying at the start of next year. Perhaps the market has neutral strategies on, on Bitcoin. If that's the case, once Bitcoin does break that 20,000 psychological resistance, we could see a huge daily candle upon the break. Perhaps Asia has yet to get the memo that U.S. corps and funds are buying. Asia will be buying at higher prices if that's the case. Or finally, perhaps impatient retail selling because they're finally in profit. People who bought around these price levels three years ago are taking profits, if that's the case, more upside for stronger hands like ourselves. So let me know your thoughts on this in the comments below. I will be looking for your comments. Let's move on to Ethereum. Grayscale buys another 130,000 Ethereum. Yeah, just two days ago, we reported to you that Grayscale bought 58 million worth of Ethereum. Well, today they continue to increase their position. The only SEC registered way to buy Ethereum in America has announced they bought another 130,000 ETH Thursday. This is a significant increase from the 75,000 ETH to 100,000, now to 130,000, suggesting there has been rising demand for Ethereum by accredited investors. That is wealthy people with a yearly income of 200,000 or a net worth of 1 million after their home, or of course institutions like banks and the like. TLDR, this demand is coming from sophisticated investors and it is rising with some 300,000 ETH bought this month so far through Grayscale's Ethereum Trust. Well, let's combine that with some recent news regarding Ethereum's ecosystem. WordPress, a pretty well-known company in the world outside of crypto, WordPress has added a new plugin allowing publishers to receive ad earnings directly into their Ethereum wallets. Well, what does this mean? Advertisers will be able to auction ad space using Ethereum's smart contracts. The bidding process updates displayed ads every two weeks, the new ad plugin applies to any content, including websites, blogs, billboards, etc. This option could bring Ethereum to an entirely new audience around the world. So what is going on with Ethereum? If you talk to 
you know, a lot of Bitcoin-only people, they'll say nothing significant is going on with Ethereum. But it's not nothing. Something's going on. The question is, how significant will it be? And how will it accrue value versus Bitcoin? And we don't know those answers. We're still watching, waiting, placing our bets. The number of non-zero Ethereum addresses hits 50 million. Surely that's significant. There are more addresses than ever holding some measure of Bitcoin and Ethereum. The number of non-zero Bitcoin and Ethereum addresses hit 32 million and 50 million respectively, according to Glassnode. So again, let me know your thoughts below on Ethereum. Let's finish up with some altcoin news. Let's talk about Yearn Finance. Let's talk about Omisego Network. Let's talk about Cardano. Something you'll notice with all these projects is there are, it's a greater level of centralization, but it doesn't mean it's totally centralized. It's just with DeFi projects, with altcoins in general, there is a level of centralization. We'll get that out of the way. Here's the story, because in my opinion, Urine Finance is a coin to watch in the space. PowerPool, a project exploring the utility of Ethereum's governance token, has launched Yeti. It's an index. It's a meta governance token for the Urine Finance ecosystem. Yeti was conceived by Masari's CEO, Ryan Watkins. This is a respected guy in the space, so I thought I'd bring it to your attention. He wrote, the index would offer investors a passive vehicle for board exposure to the urine ecosystem while providing urine an opportunity to formalize its recent mergers and align the treasuries and governance systems of the protocol in its ecosystem. The index is com comprised 35% urine finance, 17% sushi swap, 8% cream, then a few others. However, the composition of the index can be changed with successful governance proposals. So if you have a governance token, you can possibly aid in changing the index if you'd like. The meta governance layer to PowerPool's index token allows Yeti holders to participate in governance across the urine ecosystem via a single interface, which PowerPool said simplifies the user experience and provides an opportunity to save gas costs. Yeti token holders can also become liquidity providers for any tokens in the index and earn yields from tokens pooled in the underlying protocols <clears throat> yield generating vaults. <clears throat> they also receive proceeds from a 0.2% swap fee from the token swaps occurring within the Yeti pool. Yeti is currently trading on the decentralized exchange Uniswap and Balancer for roughly $1.10. So again, I like to keep this stuff on my radar. Urine finance, the DeFi ecosystem, it's something I'm watching intently. It's not nothing. It's definitely a major trend this cycle, and we're going to keep it on our radar, so make sure you subscribe to the channel. Hong Kong OTC trading firm acquires OMG Network. OMG Network is a second layer Ethereum scaling solution. OMG Network has been acquired by Hong Kong-based OTC trading firm Genesis Block. I think OMG Network, it's not a dead project yet. I think it's still working as a, you know, a second layer solution for Ethereum, one of many. Is it decentralized? I don't know, because it's been acquired by the OTC trading firm. Either way, OMG Network, it's not dead yet. I don't know if it's investable, but I wanted to get that news on your radar. Finally, 
Africa is the future of DeFi, argues Cardano's CEO. Charles Hoskinson revealed that the company's long-term developmental focus will hinge on Africa, going so far as to say the world's second most populous continent might be the future for DeFi development. He said, given that the human capital, physical capital, and economics are all moving in the right direction, it is my belief that Africa will be the most promising economic environment in the next 10 years. I think he's right about Africa. Africa could really, uh, you know, do with a, a way to store and transfer value, and they can really benefit from all this stuff going on in crypto. Is Cardano going to be the one that does it? I think they could carve out a niche. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Right now it's Bitcoin, and then second, Ethereum, and then after that... I don't know. Cardano's got a lot to prove, but we'll be keeping an eye on it. I'm not a Cardano hater. In fact, I want to see how far it goes. Let me know your thoughts in the description below, guys. Great video.